Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another week of Mojo, where we get to talk all things NFL. Guys, I think we're what, seven weeks out from NFL kickoff. Even your puppy's excited. I love this. <laughs> Even the dog's excited. Anytime you mention NFL, she gets real jacked for it. But uh, before we talk all things football, it's time for us to jump into our warm-up. And the one, and the two, and the one, two, three. Why you don't that? Bishop wore buttless chaps to the bat mitzvah. Have a great broadcast. You too, darling. All right, guys. This week for our warm-up, we're going to talk our Mount Rushmore's. What are the top things we do to fill the void when football isn't there? I'm going to kick us off as my dog is clearly very animated about this topic and subject. She doesn't like she doesn't like not having the NFL around. For me, I continue to watch sport. I watch the soccer. I watch the baseball. I like Formula One, so I'm a big Red Bull fan there. So I will watch anything and everything. And I love the College World Series for baseball and softball. So, again, we all know how much I love my college sports. So for me, I keep it sport. It's not the same, but I got to have something to watch uh, there. Uh, Dan, what about you? What is your Mount Rushmore to fill that void when football isn't around? Yeah, there's plenty of sport. Uh, some would say a little bit too much, uh, and that someone would be my wife, definitely, would say there's too much sport in my life. But, uh, yeah, my Mount Rushmore would be NRL, uh, Rugby League. Absolutely love it. Um, long-suffering Newcastle Knights fans. So uh, for those who don't follow Rugby League, we suck. So that's been fun for me. Uh, NRLW, um, yeah, so the women's game, the NRL, I love that. You know, that, that's been a big part of um, of the off-season. Uh, Newcastle Knights, we went out and bought every good player in the league. So... So I'm loving that. So that, that that's actually quite positive. Um, EPL, not so much. I'm a massive Liverpool supporter, but you know, there's only so much uh, sport you can consume. Um, and then NBA, yeah, I'm a little bit of a bandwagon Lakers, uh, LeBron James supporter. So the whole off season, there's been about how can we get rid of the Russell Westbrook contract? Spoiler alert, we can't. So uh, that's a little bit depressing for us. So yeah, that's kind of uh, my top four. Yeah, you kind of went downhill with that Liverpool and then Lakers moment. So, I mean, shame you couldn't redeem yourself there, but it is what it is. (laughs) Laura, what about you? We had an interesting conversation off air about what you do as you're kind of to fill the void. I Yeah, I've been known to have a few interesting methods to coping with the NFL absence, which takes up too much of the year. It's sad how compact it is. You know, you feel like it's going to go on and then you lose it. I am... I have a very interesting betting regime. I really like to expand my horizons. I've looked at Mexican soccer. I've looked at ping pong. I'm also an F1 fan, but I'm definitely not a Verstappen fan. So not about that, Alex, but we'll talk about that off air. Um, Look, like Dan, I'm all about um, the basketball. I loved seeing LeBron in the Drew League game the other day. Such disappointment. They only won by two points, but it was a great, um, exciting show out. But, yeah, I definitely will look at anything and everything. But most importantly, you've got to watch some NFL movies. You've got to keep up with a bit of pop culture, and that's the best way to, to stay to stay warm in the cold nights without the NFL. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of the middle of summer down here when the NFL finishes, so that seems like a <laughs> slight contradiction for us, but maybe the American listeners, yeah, definitely. It feels cold. It feels cold without it. 
True. It, it, yeah, it, is, it is cold without that. <laughs> Riley, our season ends pretty quickly when we're, we're Bears fans. So how do you feel that void when, when the when we don't have the Bears to watch? You mean in the year before it actually hits the finals? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm just like sport orientated. So um, I will usually, I'll be watching yeah, league and AFL. I watch the basketball. Um, the NBA is my, one of my, probably my second favorite sport, I think, um, to watch. And, but I also play a lot. So once the NFL season's over, it's usually preseason for either the AFL or the um, league, depending on which one I'm playing. And then my NFL or gridiron season will lead into the preseason for that. So I usually get consumed with training a lot. Um, and yeah, watching whatever sport I can. So, yeah, fair enough. Sometimes you got to fill the void of football with football, I guess, which doesn't matter what code it is. <laughs> um, Laura, you get to round us off. What would be your Mount Rushmore? Oh, I like that, Laura, you said you've got to watch NFL films because I actually watched two nights ago the Sean Payton, uh, the film about Sean Payton going back to coach his kids' team, which um, was very fun actually so i'm i'm a bit of an nfl obsessed person i listen to podcasts and i look at training camp and uh get involved in all the off-season uh things but i have been watching shohei otani um play some kind of magical baseball the fact that he can do that on offense and defense is unbelievable so i've been getting into baseball as well yeah baseball is a good one to watch definitely big fan of that one um guys it that's all we got time for for our warm up. It's now time to jump into the huddle. Leave no regrets out there. That is what a real champion is made of. And for the Philadelphia Eagles, the long drought is over. How about those trees? A touchdown and a title for the Patriots. I can't believe it. They have completed the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history. All right, again, keeping in. In form, like we had the last couple of weeks, two teams talk about in the huddle this week. We've got Dan's favorite, or I don't know, are they still your favorite after this offseason? Yeah. <laughs> I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. <laughs> New England Patriots and the Las Vegas Raiders. Guys, we'll kick it off with the Patriots first. Dan, we talked about kind of, you know, the Steelers not making any big moves in the offseason. I mean, Patriots made some some moves, but not not in the positive way you would think. They just traded a lot of people away. Yeah, it was a little bit confusing <laughs> to keep uh, pace with um, sort of what we're doing. You know, one of the things I've learned as a Patriot supporter is that I'm never going to get what I want when it comes to free agency and when it comes to the draft. So I want all of the sexy positions. I want wide receivers. I want, I want some, I want some spice to, you know, and you know, I want, you know, when, when you look at the draft, I want some of the top prospects, but Bill Belichick knows that I personally want that. So it goes out of his way to find kids from Sheboygan that you've never heard about before and uh, offers up some, you know, some of his, some of his top picks there. So he's definitely got an alternative way that he drafts. And when it comes to free agency, he's always looking for a bargain. I guess my question is that I cannot figure out is where are we spending our money? Like, that's what I don't understand. Like we seem to be the only franchise that has a, a rookie quarterback who, and, you know, all the other franchises are in, you know, sp- spending all of this money. I-, I can't seem to figure it out. And, uh, yeah, the loss of JC Jackson definitely hurt. But, look, 
on to a new year. Got to think positively and hopefully uh, Mac Jones with not a six pack, maybe a four pack. How's he looking? Uh, that, that, that puts us in a better position this year. It was so interesting, Dan, because going into the 2021 season, the Pats really spent in that offseason. They spent about $160 million, set a record. So we were kind of looking like we were going to see a bunch of change start to happen post-Brady, get a couple of good staple guys in, and then we come into this offseason and it's a completely different story once again. And it's I don't understand what's going on, but I think when you have a blowout like what the Pats had, that 47-17 to 17 loss, Things do need to change. And really, you know, Mac Jones looked like a better quarterback than what we all kind of guess he would be. He came out as that rookie, but played like a bit of a veteran quarterback at certain times. But he really just, he was consistent, but he didn't quite settle into what the Pats need him to be. He wasn't able to win those big games when it came down to it. You know, Damian Harris and Ramonde Stevenson really kind of looked like a duo that were going to produce. They did a little bit. Hopefully they bring a little bit more to the table this year. But I think the biggest problem that the Pats had last season, more than what they spent, more than what they didn't spend, was Josh McDaniels. And so I'm super excited to see him go. We'll talk about him a bit later on with the Raiders. But I I think that was the biggest hindrance to their to their campaign last season. Yeah, definitely. When we look at teams that have done some major kind of signings and, and overhauls, you can't really sit there and say New England have done an overhaul because they haven't. Um, they still got Bill Belichick. I mean, their draft was interesting. They first pick of the draft, they went with Cole Strange for an offensive lineman. I mean, Riley, you look at their draft and it's O lineman, wide receiver, defensive back, defensive back, running back, quarterback, running back, defensive lineman, O line, O line. Like, I mean, I, are they struggling to find an identity post Brady that they just don't really know what they want to have? Do they want to be an offensive powerhouse or defensive powerhouse? And you think they're just trying to plug holes where they can? Cause it doesn't look like they have a lot of depth either. Um, I think it really, like it's so hard to, to get into the mind of Belichick. I feel like Dan said, like he just manages to like pluck this random guy from absolutely nowhere. And like, I mean, Brady was, you know, we all know his story, 199th pick. Like, he wasn't supposed to be the great player that he was. It pains me so much to say. Um, and so, like, it's, it, it's really, I think at the moment, like, they've had so many changes that at some point you're just going to let the dice roll. Like, you've really just got to go, okay, this is the identity we want. Let's try and move towards it. Um, Devontae Parker. Like that addition, I I love him. Like he is an amazing wide receiver, and I think he is very underrated. Um, so I'm really excited to see him produce uh, with Mac Jones. I think they'll be a great duo, um, and I think Parker is the only one on the Patriots uh, wide receiver roster that's hit over a thousand yards before, and I reckon he'll do it again. I think he'll just gel in that offense and I think Miami is their first game back and I expect him to have a beast of a game. It seems to always be that way, like like a rivalry game with your old team. You always want to ball out. So I think, yeah, I think it'll be a really interesting season, but I think, you know, even though they didn't have a massive turnout, um, I don't think they'll go as bad as what we like expect. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a hard one to pick, right? As you said, we can't really read Belichick. You can't read him in the draft room. You can't read him on game day. People just don't know what's going on with him. You saw him in that COVID draft where he was sitting on his little coffee table or whatever that was, and, you know, and it was like, you, like, that's that's what you choose? That's what we want everyone, like, we want to broadcast that? This little cut-off, like, sleeveless hoodie thing going, like, I mean, clearly he he has a plan. I mean, Laura, Riley touched on it. They signed Devontae Parker. They got Terrence Mitchell as well, Ty Montgomery, Mac Wilson, Jabril Peppers, and Malcolm Butler back uh, at New England from Arizona. If you're looking towards the upcoming season and look at the free agents that we have, do you think they're waiting to make a big splash there, or do you think that they're kind of set with the team that they have? I think – this is the most ridiculous team in the league. Um, I, I know I shouldn't say that because Belichick always finds a way to win games, like a lot of games. But I don't think they even have an offensive co- coordinator yet. And if they're just going to roll with Matt Patricia, I mean, what the hell is that? Um I'm not 100% sure about Devontae Parker. It's interesting that he got traded inside the division. Like, what does that maybe say from the Dolphins that perhaps we don't know yet? Riley, I can see your face. It's very excellent. I'm a fan, but I'm just wondering if maybe there's some stuff there that, yeah, like it makes me question why was Miami so willing to trade within their division if they're not too, unless they're not too worried. Um, I don't know that they have an identity. Bill Belichick has been snapping for Mac Jones as center. I mean, go for it. This is great. I have literally no idea what to make of this team. That's my commentary for the the Patriots at at the moment. They paid so much money last year into free agents. They've gotten rid of great players. They've kind of gotten some okay ones. They went, again, the fastest wide receiver in the draft, but, like, their history of developing wide receivers is pretty awful. Yet somehow they're going to win nine, ten games. I don't know how he does it. That's me on the Patriots. <laughs> I mean, you you kicked us off as we kind of talk about their record. Look, they went ten seven last year. Dan, you're going to kind of round us off. I think we'll leave you for last on what you think their record's going to be. I might start. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to go seven and ten. I don't think this is a team, even under Belichick, that is going to be able to produce and win games. I think preseason will be a good test for them. They've got New York Giants. All right, come on. And then they've got uh, Carolina Panthers as their second preseason game. And then they've got the Raiders. And I think that's going to be a good matchup to see where they might really fall short this season. So for me, I'm going to be harsh and go 7-10. and Laura, you're nodding, so I think you agree with me. But I don't know. What, what do you think their record is going to be this year? I think that's where I would put them if it weren't for them being the Patriots. So I'm going to sit with nine or 10, probably 10, because I think that Mac Jones is actually going to be even a little bit better than this year, than last year. And I don't like that I've just said any of those words. <laughs> Riley, you were very animated as we were kind of giving our feedback on the Patriots. <laughs> so what would your record be for them this season? Uh, well, I reckon they've got a really easy start to the season. So I reckon they're going to go about eight and two to start with. And then somewhere around that, yeah, seven, three. And then I reckon, yeah, I think they're going to go about 10, 10 and seven again. 
I think they'll lose both Buffalo games, um, but I think they'll almost clean sweep the rest of the East. Yeah. And uh, they've, yeah, they've got Steelers um, and uh, the Bears to start with in the first half of the season. Yeah, don't, I don't want to go there, but I am. Um, which they're both completely unknown quarterbacks who haven't proven themselves. Like, so yeah, I reckon as bad as their team looks, I think the other teams that they've got a burst to start with are worse. Like, could be completely wrong, but I reckon, yeah, 10, 10 and 7 with a really strong start to the first half. I mean, I'm slightly insulted that you, you said the Bears that way when you said that they have to play the Bears. I mean, it'd be good to see Mac Jones and Justin Fields play against each other since we never saw Ohio State play against yeah. Alabama, but that could be fun. But I'm a little, probably a little more optimistic, and I think the Bears can beat them. Laura, what do you think their record's going to be? I laugh as I say that, too. Laura, what do you think their record's going to be this season? I just, I still can't get over how you don't pay JC Jackson. I think that's going to come back to haunt them this season, and I personally think they're going to go 7-10. and 10. I like that. Straightforward, straight to the point. Dan, some of us have been nice. Some of us have been harsh. This is your team, my friend. What is your prediction for their record this season? Look, I I just feel like, you know, Bill Belichick has built this team for 10 or 15 years ago. So the strength of our football team is tough-nosed football, very physical. Um, Our our offensive line is going to be a little bit underrated. I think they're going to play well. We've got 17 running backs on the roster at the moment. So, you know, but... I, I just feel like this is a 12 or 13 win team 15 years ago in today's modern day sport where we're throwing, we're, we're throwing almost quarterback money at wide receivers. Um, it'll be very interesting, but uh, I say all of that to say this, this is a nine win football team, um, unfortunately, but uh, yeah, hope to be proven wrong. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see how, how your Patriots do this year. Uh, guys, it is time for us to move on to our next team, and that is the Las Vegas Raiders. To say I am just a little bit excited to talk about the Raiders is an understatement. This is a team that went through a what looks to be a major overhaul just strictly based on their free agent signings. I think they signed about 20 different players, well, 18 different players from free agency they acquired to. Um, we'll get to the Devontae Adams but in the moment, I do want to give a shout out that they did sign Sandra Douglas as their new team president. I think that's awesome for the league, awesome for her, awesome for the club, especially a team that had, let's say, some issues the past couple of years. It's nice to see them take this direction. You know, we talked about their new coach in McDaniels last week on the podcast. Uh, Riley, I'll start with you since you were kind of excited about this team when we were talking about McDaniels. You said this is a team that has really been set up for success. Yeah, look, I'm. I love watching like a like a quarterback wide receiver duo like come together. Um, it's something. It's something I learnt like playing. It's that once you get a connection with a quarterback, like you just like you just have this like sense of how each other plays, and so it's something that you don't have to relearn with a new quarterback. Like you just you kind of always have it. Um, so I, I think they'll they'll just gel. It's not like a not like a new receiver coming to a brand new team having to like learn a whole new offense. He does, but at the same time, him and Carl will just have this connection and having um, having a new head coach who has that kind of 
dynamic already. He already knows that that's something he doesn't have to develop. And all the other receivers around the, the Raiders will kind of piggyback off that. And you'll see, uh, and that's like, I think you'll see a really good Raiders team um, offensively. Defensively, I'm not too certain. Um, but yeah, it's um, like, I can like Devontae Adams now, which makes me happy. Um, you and me both. Yeah. So it, and, and I think Carr got a bit of a bad rap. Um, cause he was, he's kind of just plateaued. Like he's been mediocre. His brother kind of gave his name a bad name. Um, and so I think there's lots to prove on the coaching side of things. Um, but I think McDonald's is in like a position where he, he won't have to do as much as expected kind of thing, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, Coming off that 2021 season, what just disappointment after disappointment. I thought after everything with Hillary Clinton, people would just steer clear of emails, but apparently not. And to go from that to then be dealing with Henry Ruggs a couple of weeks later, I mean, just what a devastating and disappointing turnout for a guy. He, you know, he's a receiver that I'd backed all through his time in Bama. I know that's a bit of an easy route, but I really was excited to see the mark that he would leave on the on the NFL, and it's it's disappointing. But I think the fact that Rich Biscaya, and I'm going to pronounce that wrong, I really do apologize, was able to come in, you know, take a bit of time to adjust, but then really put that team in a position to perform and to do well, you know, absolute MVP of the season. And a few disappointing things that came out of last season also kind of sat on the offensive side of the ball and they have started to rectify those. You know, Derek Carr to come out and be the fifth leading quarterback with over 4,800 passing yards while not having a star receiver is pretty impressive. And when you look at his offensive line as well, he was fighting for every single stat. You know, they didn't make it easy for him and that's, that's the brains and that's the beauty of a quarterback like Derek Carr. So I think now this season, now that you've got him back with Devontae Adams, it'll be really interesting to see, okay, now you've got your guy back. Can you perform? Devontae Adams fresh off the jet. There's no ice in Vegas except for what you have on your wrist or on your neck. And, you know, it'll be, I think it's going to be make or break for him, but I do think they have started to address a few of these issues that were really sort of showing last season. That offensive line was massive. And I hopefully now that Leatherwood's kind of settled into that right guard, things will start to kind of come together for this team. But I am still quite unsure about Josh McDaniels. I don't know how that's going to go. Hopefully he can set his own identity, but I don't think we really actually know what that is or will be. Yeah, I don't think Josh McDaniels is going to have to do much coaching. <laughs> like, I just think when you look at this team, he's just not going to have to do a whole lot of coaching, in my opinion. I think when we look at the we look at their draft, they had, they had about six, five or six players that they picked: a running back, a guard, mostly defensive, um, and then they threw two running backs in there. I mean. Lara, am I right in assuming that they were smart in extending Hunter Renfro and Max Crosby's contracts this year so they could bolster around them? Uh, I think you're beyond right, yes. I don't think you could ever say no to extending Hunter Renfro. Um, and 
you know, like he, he is just magical. The way that he has, what, two, three, four extra moves that people don't have, other people don't have. And I think Darren Waller, I mean, yeah, he speaks for himself. Um, and I think that Max Crosby is such an interesting, um, an, an interesting person to talk about because he had on the other side of him last year, um, my brain has just gone... Yannick Ngokwe, who is a really, really strong player, but they've also brought in Chandler Jones this year. And I think shoring up the other side of the edge uh, on the defensive line is going to really strengthen what was already some pretty amazing work by Max Crosby. And I think he's only going to get better. Um, So, yeah, I just I'm really excited to see. But I'm also interested to see how Josh McDaniels goes. I don't know, Laura, if you had any extra things you wanted to like add in about Josh McDaniels from the com- the comment before that you made about like, oh, we'll get into this next because he's left the Pats, which, which is good. Is there something you're kind of holding on to there? I personally think, you know, this is his second go at, in a head coaching position. He does favor a running offense. And I think there's a big problem with his play calling. I think that was a big part of, you know, the Pats issues last season. And, you know, like Alex said, yes, you have got all that talent there. But, you know, Seattle had all that talent and things don't always go well for us. So I'm a little bit scarred and maybe that's the bias that I'm speaking from. But I do think the coach is important. And one thing that Rich was able to do that second half of the season last year was he really had the support of the team, the morale. He really kind of came into that position and really change things. And those players were very disappointed to kind of see him moved aside in the, in the manner that he was. I, I just yeah. think it comes down to the play calling and I, and we'll see what Josh McDaniel's role is with that this season. I don't know how that dynamic's going to go, but I just think it is definitely something that to, to be cautious of. Yeah, I was pretty bummed that they did not keep um, Rich on. I don't think that was the right move, but I guess we'll see this yeah. um, season. Dan, I think we should quickly touch on the Devontae Adams trade. Obviously, that was a big moment watching kind of Aaron Rodgers come back and sign his contract and then Devontae Adams just leave the building stage left. I mean, (laughs) bye, see you later, don't want to play with you, sir. I mean, when you look at – they traded away their first round and the second round pick. I think that was smart for them because I don't think they really needed the draft. Um, I think they were kind of able to use the draft as kind of a way to to bolster their depth and their bench, which I think was great. But, I mean, talk about a, a great, great signing for the Las Vegas Raiders. It really kind of put him even more on the map, I think, and really gave him someone special to be able to throw to, and someone who's still in their prime as well. Yeah, I feel like with Josh McDaniels, he's been a little bit, let's just say, confined when it comes to drafting under Bill Belichick. So when he got to, you know, it's like a uh, you know young adult that gets to move out of home, you know, you go and buy stupid things and um, you go out and, and do some flashy purchases. But for this one, I, I agree with it. I think it's um, it's him having a read on where the NFL's headed. You know, obviously a lot of people are sort of investing in wide receivers and Devontae Adams, he's as good as it gets. So look, I think it's a great move. You know, some of my concerns in and around the Raiders, though, um, look, Zeke Elliott has really scared me when it comes to running backs. I know that Josh Jacobs is a great running back, but how many years can we continue to say that? You know, I feel like there's already a little bit of a decline in terms of his play. So it just worries me that, you know, everyone's going in thinking Jacobs is going to be a top running back. You know, if we start to see a little bit more of a decline, that will put their running game under pressure. And then their def- 
the, the defensive side of the football, it's a little bit of patchwork there, to be honest. Re- excited about Chandler Jones coming in. Um, I think him and Max Crosby will be great in terms of, um, you know, rushing the par- uh, the passer. But, yeah, I just, I'm just a little bit unsure whether the Raiders can put it all together, you know, their secondary, um, you know, when it comes to, to the defense. So not a perfect team. Um, but, look, you know, with that trade, expectations are going to be really high. So it'll be interesting to see whether they can, um, yeah, live up, to, live up to those expectations. Definitely. And as we go around kind of the grounds and, and give our predictions for next year, you know, they went 10 and seven last year. I think they won't do any worse. I don't know. I think they'll maybe do one or two games better. So I'm going to give them 11 and six, just because I think that's fair with some of the growing pains that they're going to have to adjust with, especially kind of seeing what McDaniels can do. Uh, Dan, what do you think their record is going to be this season? Yeah, look, I don't know. I, I feel like this team is another one that's a little bit inflated, um, but yeah, Look, I'm going to go with uh, 12 wins. I'm going to give them, you know, I'm going to be a little bit more generous. Uh, but, look, I, I do have concerns. I do have concerns around this team. I think this this could be one of those teams that has all the hype in and around them uh, during the offseason. But, you know, when push comes to shove, that they might drop a few more games than what we realise. But, look, let, let's go 12 wins for the Raiders. Laura? Um, I feel like this is one of the hardest teams for me to pick. I don't like their schedule for like just easing into a whole new kind of setup with, you know, a new coach and, but they have gotten really good players in. What did you say, Alex? Do you say 11? Uh, in, in free agency? No, no, no. Did you say 11 wins? Yeah, 11 wins. Yeah, yeah, 11 wins. I'll go with you on this one. Hey, I like I like it when people can affirm my uh, my decision. Hey, there, so. Affirm your decision. Thank you, <laughs> Laura. What's your pick for their season? Look, I really don't like agreeing with Alex, so I'm going to agree with Lara, and <laughs> I'm going to go with eleven wins. But I'm going to ride on her coattails. Look, I I think they have got the talent. Hopefully, they do. You know, as well as we predict them to do. I agree with Dan. Josh Jacobs, there is a little bit of, you're starting to draw that question mark, not enough to really make it stand out, but you're starting to pencil that in. Um, It'll be interesting to see. Riley, you you seem excited. Again, you seem excited about this team like I am, so you get to round us off for their season predictions. Yeah, I think they got a pretty hard start. Um, Charges, Cards and Titans straight off the bat and then an unknown Broncos. Um, That could easily be 0-4. Um, I think they'll win at least half of them, but I'm I'm pretty set on double digits again, and I'm a I'm a stick with the legs eleven. Nice, I like that uh, everyone's kind of agreeing with me tonight. It makes me feel good about myself and my decision to be able to pick a record there. But guys, that's all we got time for for the huddle. It's time to move into rapid fire. With the game of football spreading out and becoming more about getting athletes into open space, one universal truth is more evident than ever. Speed kills. All right, this week on Rapid Fire, we have probably one of the best questions to ask and probably too early to tell as well, but which head coach is on the hot seat and will be the first to be axed? For me, I'm calling it here and now within 24 hours of a bad season, they are going to ax Frank Wright from the Indianapolis Colts. I think Carson Wentz was an absolute nightmare for them last year. I think they're not going to be able to do any better this year, to be perfectly honest with you. So I think he'll be the first to go as soon as this season ends. 
Laura, you're nodding your head. So I know you don't like to agree with me, but you seem to be agreeing with me there. Yeah, no, I definitely do. I think, I think consequence really highlighted that there are just too many problems at that. And if they don't get addressed, then there's going to be some serious issues. Look, I'm going to go with Matt Rule. I think now that you've added Baker to that quarterback room, there's a lot of pressure there. I, I, I didn't, ex- I thought it might've happened. I didn't expect it. It wasn't my done deal. I kind of thought Seattle might be in that mix for Baker, but anyway, that's another story. I think, you know, we touched on running backs. Running backs have a short shelf life. And I think Christian McCaffrey is an absolute specimen. I don't know how he's going to go this season. And it's kind of a waste of a career, really. And I think that falls on Matt Rule if he isn't able to perform. So I think, you know, if they if they can't perform, if they if they aren't competitive, not only in their division, but for the to, heading towards the playoffs, which is a huge ask, then he's gone. Definitely. Dan, your pick for coach that will be axed this coming season. Yeah, definitely agree that there's pressure on Frank Reich. Um, you know, this is kind of his last chance. I think he got a lot of he got a lot of sympathy with the um, the Andrew Luck situation. It's like, you know, you know, that's difficult, but, you know, it's that 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 excuse is long gone. Look, um, I don't have any faith in the Houston Texans, the Lovey Smith. I just feel like that's a franchise that is stacked full of picks and they're going to want to make sure that their long-term future coach gets the opportunity to utilize those picks. So I think Lovey, it's a good fit in, in my opinion, but they'll really test him out if, if, um, if the Texans don't do uh, much, which I don't really anticipate. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they move on. Um, I just feel like those draft picks can apply a little bit of added pressure um, to a team that's struggling. Yeah, definitely. Riley, what's your pick for the coach that's going to be out as soon as this season's over? Yeah, like I I agree with everybody. Um, Like just to be different, um, I'm going to go with Kevin Stefanski. I think the – showed that the Browns have been the past couple of years. Like, everybody kind of praised Stefanski for actually getting Baker to be a quality quarterback. Um, And with the contract that they've signed Watson with and Baker obviously leaving, I think this is – I think this is it. Like, I don't even expect him to maybe even make it through the season. If the Browns are going that badly – They'll just see you later. Um, otherwise, yeah, at the end of this year, I reckon he's gone regardless of how they go. Um, just like a, like a clean slate almost kind of thing. Like you may as well. You've just pulled that much money into a guy that probably won't even play this year. Like why keep somebody around who essentially was working for the other guy that you also got rid of? So. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Big there, definitely. I think the Browns are going to be in for a long season. Um, uh, Lara, you get to round us off. We've got four different picks. Do you have a fifth, or are you going to agree with one of us somewhere? I agree with all of you, and I have a fifth. <laughs> um, I feel like Kevin Stefanski. You're absolutely right, and it sucks because. I think that he is just sitting there going, what shit have I been dumped into? Like, this is the worst. So I, I kind of feel bad for him. Um, I think you're right, Matt Rule. I'm less convinced around Frank Reich, but you make a very good argument. Um, I feel like Cliff Kingsbury, I don't know why they've given him a com- uh, contract. I think he should be on the hot seat, but I guess he's not. Uh, I'm going to throw a wild one out. I say Mike McCarthy's gone from the Cowboys. 
I think the stuff that came out from Sean Payton's camp recently going, yeah, I want to coach again next year. And I see myself maybe at the Miami Dolphins or the Cowboys, who knows? Um, I'm not sure that the Dolphins are going to get rid of their coach straight away. So I, I think maybe Jerry Jones is going to start moving on from Mike McCarthy, but that's just me. That's, that's definitely a good pick. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if that happened too. Guys, that's that's all we got time for this week. Again, like I said, we are seven weeks out from NFL kickoff. I'm excited. I know you guys are excited because we get to fill that void again. But uh, that's all we got time for this week, and we'll catch you all next time. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.